Let's be honest. Life's hard sometimes. We get discouraged, struggle in our faith, and it's easy to feel alone. Despite how you might feel sometimes, know that God's got your back. And so do we. Vision's prayer line team are ready to pray for whatever you're going through. Text your prayer request to 0401 132 888 and we will be praying for you. Or click prayerline at vision.org.au. That's 0401 132 888 or vision.org.au. It's another way Vision is helping you look to God daily. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 on Vision. Well, I do like to get a regular update from time to time on what's happening with the Australia for Jesus campaign. As you know, this is a campaign that's really only been running for just, I guess, a couple of years, but has grown and there's a critical mass now of thousands around Australia who are energetic about the way that they are effectively sharing the gospel. We'll welcome back to 2020 for another update, Tony McLennan, the founder of Australia for Jesus, the God Revolution. Hello, Tony. Welcome back. Thank you so much, Neil. Great to be with you on the program. Tony, let's talk not so much today on the idea that there's an emotional attachment that people have when they hear the gospel and respond. Let's talk about what's happening with the nuts and bolts of belief being born in the heart of an individual and then eventually into a church setting where they can be discipled. And I know you love to use that terminology, uh, almost a parenting process that happens with an individual. But let's talk some results today and the sorts of things that happen when people are a part of the Australia for Jesus campaign. Uh, You've had some tremendous successes over these past couple of years. Well, that's true, Neil. And of course, it has developed as the Lord has led us. Oftentimes, you're headed down a particular road and God will show you progressively the next steps, the next steps. And we're excited to say that there have been a thousand in the last uh, period from about June last year to middle of April. Our statistics show we've had a thousand partial presentations of the gospel and well over a thousand full presentations of the gospel executed through 200 way of life campaigns on the streets of most of our state capitals uh, or dispersed areas relative to those state capitals. For example, it could be as places remote as Albany in uh, southwest Western Australia or a place like, um, uh, you can imagine a place like Cranbourne. That's not remote, but it's in, in Melbourne. People don't necessarily know. Or Warrnambool uh, in Victoria. And, and so it goes on, uh, even up in Taree in New South Wales. And in that context, over the, it's been gathering in momentum and we've had 500 plus people have prayed the sinner's prayer on the spot in those thousand plus presentations of the gospel. And people are coming into churches now as reported by various leaders. I'm just mentioning the names of the leaders, Xavier and Johan and Rob and uh, Roger and Mary Louise and A.K. Lim and Peter O'Connor and myself. Uh, they've, they've been reporting people coming into churches as a result of their efforts in these way of life campaigns on the streets. And uh, there are many others that are actually happening that we're not even aware of. And there's also the lag factor that takes place in people's lives when you awaken them to the truth of the good word of God and that the Holy Spirit then brings them to conviction down the track. Of course, that's been my experience in quite a number of cases as well. 
And a great critical mass that is growing and now up over 4,800 people who are a part of the team, Australia for Jesus. And of course, there is a goal of 10,000 soul winners effectively sharing the gospel. And I know you're well and truly on track to hit that figure. But of course, when we talk about the way that networking happens, word of mouth, it's not just word of mouth sharing the gospel, but it's word of mouth encouraging those who may be able to uh, take up the challenge of becoming someone who is an active witness to become involved in this campaign. That's right. And look, you need to have that wind assisted. Wind assisted, first of all, with the Holy Spirit's impetus, but also you need to have a backdrop. So digitally, we're well prepared with our afj.org.au website and all the tools that flow to people through that particular mechanism. And on the ground, leaders that now have appeared in places like Perth, Fremantle, Albany, Augusta, Manjimup, Denmark, Mandurah, Perth City, that's in WA alone, Adelaide City, Norwood, Clare Valley, South Australia, uh, Hoppers Crossing, Collins Street, Melbourne at the, the Scots Church, uh, Roeville in Melbourne, Dandenong, Cranbourne, Mitcham, Werribee, Warrnambool, Victoria, uh, Gungarland, Marnica, Canberra Civic, ACT, uh, Goulburn, Hornsby, Epping, Chatswood, Mona Vale, Sydney City, CBD, uh, Punchbowl, Reevesby, Terrigal in New South Wales, Brisbane CBD, Southbank, Kelvin Grove, Sunshine Coast, Redland Bay, Herberton, Emerald, Rockhampton, Cairns, Atherton in Queensland. God's really taken us by surprise. Okay, as you rattle off all of those names of cities, of suburbs, of towns, uh, there'll be those listening to our conversation today saying, hey, Tony didn't mention my town. Uh, I imagine that these are the people, Tony, that you want to hear from next because if you've got campaigns happening in these centres, if those are the ones that have picked up this challenge of having the campaign happening in their town or their community, uh, you'd like to see these extend more and more. Absolutely. Look, Neil, it's so exciting that a listener of Vision Christian Radio, Charmaine Hickman, over in Albany, heard about Australia for Jesus the Holy Spirit caused her to light up like a Christmas tree. And she rang me and said, you've got to come over to Albany. So when Lorraine Walker, one of the Aglow members uh, in WA, invited me over to speak to her Aglow group in Fremantle, uh, it was a not a difficult thing to go down to Cobweb Corner, as Charmaine referred to Albany. Actually, it's a very pleasant place, lovely place, lovely country around there, I had. Sure. Uh, but Charmaine was most diligent to get us involved with people there. And, and bear in mind, Charmaine is on the other side of 60. She's not on the young side of 60. And uh, she has got as many as 30 people onto the street in, um, in those towns and those areas uh, talking to people about Jesus in a way that normal people can do it. You don't have to be a really out-there evangelist. Normal people can become effective soul winners. And her level of leadership and persistence has been amazing. You raised some important points here that I'm sure listeners will want to know how this is all developing because when you say there are those on the older side of 60, I understand too that there are young people who are getting involved. So age is no limiting factor here. Neither is the background that people are coming from because as I understand it, you've got business people, you've got people who are pilots, you've got people coming from all walks of life and they are motivated by this thing that happens inside them. It's a calling upon a life to say, I need to be equipped to be a witness so that I can share the gospel with others. 
Well, that's, that's exactly what's happening, Neil. And there are people who are there, latent soul winners, latent evangelists. There are also people who would describe themselves as ordinary church members. I don't like the term because everyone who is a Christian is an extraordinary gift from God and an extraordinary evidence of God's creative and recreative and redemptive power. But there are people who are looking back and they've become somewhat uh, captivated by people who are the big names. Now, there's nothing wrong with big names. We need more big names. The more big names, the better. But if we tend to be worshippers at other people's shrines rather than contributors of the gospel ourselves, then I believe we're, we're missing out on God's best for us you know, because the, the soul winner is the central the central uh, business or the key business. And, and in fact, uh, you'll remember I mentioned earlier that uh, Charles Haddon Spurgeon in his book The Soul Winner made a strong point about this. Uh, everyone would love Spurgeon. He's been the, the Prince of Preachers uh, ever since um, or the, the, the 1800s when he operated uh, most powerfully and everyone's read his extensive works. One of his great works, the book called The Soul Winner, begins in the first chapter that says, The Chief Business of the Christian is to be a winner of souls. And I back that right up. I think that's the area that everyone, whether you're a musician, whether you're a person who greets people at the door, whether you're a person who's helping people with the altar call, if there's one in your church, whether you're obviously an acolyte in some of the more formal church environments, whatever you're doing, remember that the great heart that God has is for souls. And that's why he sent his son in the first place to to seek and to save that which is lost. Sometimes, Tony, I'm sure there are people who listen to conversations like ours mm. and they say, I am so encouraged by that. I'm going to become a soul winner. I'm going to share the gospel. But I don't know whether I'll sign up for Australia for Jesus. I don't know whether I'll register to be a part of what's happening nationally. What's your encouragement to people to not only become that soul winner that they desire to be, but to actually be a part of what is something that is substantial, that they can say, I'm going to be participating in this whole process with the thousands of others who've signed up at the same time? Well, there's great value in having a critical mass of people across the nation, a, a sort of spiritual uprising, you might like to say. We've had the the counter-cultural uprising going on for some years where our laws have become more and more loaded with iniquitous flavours and where politicians of various kind have insinuated all sorts of things in that are destructive of everything Christianity start, stands for and destructive of lives as a result. So we're saying to people there's a, there's a great strength in having a common language of sharing the gospel. It's not everyone has to be slavishly associated with the presentation we have. There are many good presentations out there. But one of the things we find is that if people have a clear, compelling, compassionate, and complete presentation of the gospel, it becomes transferable, it becomes duplicatable. It's something you can share readily with someone else. And, and, and the amazing thing is you can just be sitting next to someone on the train or in a bus or a tram uh, or waiting at the airport, or actually next to someone on a plane, and you could be sharing the gospel with them. And it's one; it's a way of bringing these things. It doesn't. It's not full of tension. It's not full of uh, hesitation. It's it's something that people can readily move into because they're evaluating a presentation that you're giving them off right off your mobile phone. And through our co-founder Jordan Mullen and Casey Wong, our artist, it's really quite compelling viewing to see this. And it doesn't pull any punches either. Uh, it just delivers them very strategically and in a way that people realize that they're getting a message 
of God's love and, and the need, their need for salvation because we're all trapped in sin and on our way to eternal death otherwise. And when someone's a part of the team at Australia for Jesus, the God revolution, the, the testimonies that you tell, Tony, they become the testimonies of everyone who's participating because I know you're keeping statistics. Some people don't like the idea of statistics, but you do like the idea of statistics, the towns you've visited, the seminars you've presented, the way that people have shared the gospel, the responses that people have, all of these things, substantial and important when you are actually uh, built, when you are actually growing an organization that is really got its heart set on winning the nation for Christ. I want to ask you what is important here, and that is the financial side of Australia for Jesus. Are there needs? I mean, sometimes people, they say, oh, if I knew there was a need, I'd have met that. Uh, what sort of needs might there be for the financial side of the God revolution? We're working on a number of development steps. Now, there are other states of Australia, Tasmania in particular, and Northern Territory, where we actually haven't really developed much of a presence uh, New Zealand uh, is showing an interest. We've had a number of people in, inquiring, even a radio station over there inquired about where's the Kiwi version of this, uh, how can we get going with it. We've had people, I spoke to a pastor of a very, very big church in Auckland just over this past week. He showed an interest, and uh, there's a, another church that contacted us recently, another gentleman from the south of the, the North Island. I suppose it's a funny way of saying that, the south of the North Island, yes. uh, who, who want to be involved. So there's those opening up opportunities, but also the whole necessity to translate this into Chinese and Vietnamese and, and Japanese and Thai and so forth, so that this could become the nations for Jesus as well. And you know, just sustaining your communications, Neil, as you know, there are overheads that are necessary, and uh, there are you know, books that you've got to keep, uh, board meetings you've got to run, uh, systems you've got to sustain. So we don't have a, a a huge budget, but everything we have is uh, sustained by the the willing gifts of our Australia for Jesus friends who are out there, who have people who've actually perhaps signed on or are thinking about signing on, or for some reason or another. Uh, just want to contribute to the work of bringing others to Jesus across the nation. Well, the momentum continues to grow. Always heartened to hear an update with you, Tony McLennan. And of course, we recognise that there are going to be financial needs that need to be met. And uh, I know that there'll be people listening to our conversation today saying, uh, I'd like to be in touch with Tony. Perhaps I can help meet some of those needs too. Let me point people to the website, australiaforjesus.org.au, and there is a shortened version of that, so it's really easy to get into, afj.org.au, and you can be a part of the 10,000 soul winners. Uh, That's the ultimate goal. More than 4,800 who've already signed up. You'll be able to access all of the wonderful resources that you can find at the Australia for Jesus God Revolution website. Uh, Tony McLennan, thanks so much for taking some time to update us once again today on 2020. And Neil, can I just say we're, we're very grateful for anyone who has contributed already and certainly very grateful for the support of Vision Christian Media. And uh, just to let people know that any donation made uh, is fully tax deductible. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. 
Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.